if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. This is episode 21 and you're with Jade and Alana. Today we're talking about how to build and utilise your email database. So if you've been following along with us for a while, um, thank you for staying with us. Yeah, first up, thank you. (laughs) You're amazing. You might have noticed back in the early days for episode two, we talked about email marketing. So this was a basic coverage on why, what, and how to use email marketing. So today we're going to dive a little deeper into the three components about creating a kick-ass email database. Yes, we are. So just going like a bit of a deeper dive on that why Email databases are an asset for your business. So, you know, when you've got your Facebook followers, your Instagram followers, even website visitors, all of that can fluctuate based on what that platform is doing. So, for example, with your website, as it with your website, it's there's all kinds of new content being added to the internet every single moment of every single day. So staying on that first page of Google can be quite competitive. You know, for Facebook or Instagram, they can change. And this happened not too long ago. You know, Instagram changed its um, algorithm and a lot of people had big reductions in reach, engagement and new likes, like new followers. So you've got no control over how they choose to how they choose to run those platforms. So then, you know, your followers are not something that you actually tangibly have no you don't you have a list well you don't even really have a list no because you can't access and see who's there you just see the number you can see so you can go in like for facebook you can see all the people who follow you yeah but but it's not you can download their details or whatever you know you can create audience specs to market to them and everything but again their data you don't own it. The platform owns their data. That's why you go there is to access the data that they have available to you. Yeah. But, you know, say yeah, if you're really kicking it on Instagram and all of a sudden Insta- Facebook's like, no, we're going to close Insta and just swallow it into Facebook. All that time and effort. I mean, it's not that you don't do it, but you, you can't rely on it. Yeah. An email database is your physical property it is your asset that you build so when you go to sell your business or if you're going to go sell your business or whatever it might be that's actually something you can pass on to somebody as an as a tangible asset for them yeah so it's really important but it's like anything um you really need to work on first of all building and growing it secondly is nurturing and maintaining it and then thirdly is actually making good use of it. So we're going to go through those three things with you today. So first off the bat, as Jade said, is building and growing. So you want to add your email marketing sign up to your regular marketing activities. So you'll be, you are by now posting regularly on your social media. <laughs> yeah. Only talks about it a couple of times. Um, so in that, whether you do it monthly or however often is a post about, hey, make sure you catch, stay up to date with all our latest news by signing up to our e newsletter or, um, you know, stay on top of our latest product releases, whatever is relevant to your business. Whatever the actual point, like, and we'll get to how the nurturing and maintaining part, but whatever the actual, you know, benefit to the person is for signing up. Absolutely. Because it's not all about you. It's actually all about them. (laughs) (laughs) Consumer hat on. Mm -hmm. Um, And adding it to your email sync, that seems like a silly thing, 
But your email sync is actually really high profile space to utilize. So, you know, we want you swapping that out quite regularly if you've got new campaigns running or different seasonal um, products or services. But it, as a good generic one. One of those when, filler ones when you don't have something specific happening. Definitely. Email sign up. Yeah, Absolutely. And then we go into using a lead magnet. So lead magnets are really cool. They sound like something you put on the fridge with an arrow. It is not the case. <laughs> wow, that's I would. Lead magnet food over not, here. That is not what I have ever pictured. That's a first for me. There you go. Very visual over here. So Jade, what exactly is a lead magnet, and how do we best utilize it? So lead magnets, and the actual term means that you are trying to attract leads. So if you think of people as being potential purposes, purchases, they're leads. So another term is lead generation as well. Yeah, so lead gen or lead generation activities. Yeah. So that could, you know, for some businesses, lead gen might be going out and talking to, like, like doing cold calls. Yeah. You know, 54 cold calls a day or whatever. Letterbox drop. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Direct mail. For some people, it is, a, you know, a lead magnet. So lead magnet is more commonly known as a freebie. So basically what you're doing is creating a really um, amazing, useful, valuable, high-quality piece of content and you're going to give it away for absolutely free in exchange for the person who's receiving it giving you their details. And so... Not their home address or their credit card number. Mostly we just want their email address we're talking here. Uh, at least database. please get a first name as well <laughs> so that you can personalise your email marketing. Yeah. As we know, our name automatically attracts our eye. Yeah. So in your email marketing, when you if you use personalisation, it's going to stand out more than if you don't. You mean Kmart don't send those emails direct to you <laughs> and only you? Kmart loves me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that lead magnet, you know, you must, sorry, free whatever you want to call it you might want to uh, create something that's really you know a bit generic so say you um, your business was a recruitment agency you might have our like create a PDF download of our top 10 tips for how to get a job in 2021 yeah or you can do more narrowed down niche style lead magnets so this is where we tend to push people more towards because it takes more time but basically if you create up something that works really well with one audience you can then replicate it to others to give an example to explain what the hell i'm talking about is that um instead of 10 top tips to getting a job in 2021 you might do here's our top tips to get a job in the queensland mining industry yeah so you know so those tips are going to be a lot different to just getting a job that yeah. you know Exactly. And so getting that pipeline set up, that lead magnet set up so that you're, and like Lani said, with the email signups, you know, you want to be putting them everywhere. If you've got a freebie, you also want to be promoting that everywhere. Yes. So, you know, if you were, um, and it's not just digitally, like you could be doing a public speaking gig and then go, you know, for more information, we've actually got a free guide on how to enter the mining industry. Um, just head to our website and you can um, sign up and get that for absolutely free. And this is not something Something new that consumers are, will be hesitant on. This has been around for a really long time. Yeah, it's very common. And, and in most industries too, like, you know, beauty, consumer, retail, be like, download this and you get, like, get a free ebook and then, you know, we give them our email address. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been happening for ages. And this, the style of freebie is about suiting what your audience is looking for as well. So, you know, there are still some 
industries and some um, types of uh, topics that will suit the old school sort of 50 page ebook or whatever. Whereas other ones might just be like, here's our um, top 10 apps for growing your social media following. Some places might just be discounts. It, it, when it pops up on a real, an e-commerce website, it would be like sign up today and get 10% off your first order. Mm. Like, so that's probably more of an that's more of an incentivized sign up as opposed to a freebie. Yeah. Yeah. So if a lead magnet is like you physically download a, a piece of content sort yeah. of thing. Um, but again, I like the discount ones too. Yeah. Really, <laughs> I would never notice that from previous podcasts or slash knowing you for fifty million years. <laughs> but yeah, so say like going back to that example of your, um, you know. Queensland mining industry jobs or whatever and so once you've got that you know that content is regularly being downloaded you've got it promoted people who are signing on are staying on your mailing list and not unsubscribing because they're enjoying your content etc once you've got that one down pat then you might go okay what's the next lucrative target market we want to go after Mm -hmm. Hairdressers. Yeah. Okay, cool. Here's our um, the top three things that you need to know before getting into hairdressing. Or again, you know, top three tips for getting into the hairdressing, whatever it might be, sort of thing. And so then, you know, then you go and promote that to wherever that audience likes to hang out, etc. Yeah. So it's sort of you can build kind of multiple freebies targeting all different audiences. And like I said, it takes more time but you're probably going to get more out of it. And again, that's a fairly general statement. Like, But you can target your marketing. So we've talked about in the past ideal clients. So if you're like, I really like working with these miners to get a new job. This is local work. They, I know that there's a shortage of um, skilled workers in the region. I do so this really like, well. It's yeah. something I can, you know, I can actually provide a great service for as well. So it, it aligns with, you know, how I operate and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hospitality is a big thing at the moment, struggling to get labor so if that's something where you know you really want to hit that market because borders are closed so you're looking for locals looking for jobs you know you look at what's trending and you know where your business wants to focus its energy yeah absolutely so yes that's that's a really good way of building and growing um that email database so nurturing and maintaining so right so once you actually get people signing up Um, you want to keep that relationship going. So it's not just you're like, excellent, I have a list of 10,000 people. Um, Well, that was nice. Done. Tick. Email marketing sorted. (laughs) You actually need to um, nurture and maintain it. So first and foremost is scheduling regular quality content to go out to that email database. And that looks different for all types of businesses. So I'm sure that you, you know, many of us have signed up to things whether we were just interested in, you know, the newsletter or whether we were incentivized through a discount or whether we did download a freebie to get their regular comms and immediately unsubscribe because we're like, oh, my God, they email all the time or their emails are only about them or whatever it might be. Or they're too long or they're not relevant to why I was interested in the first place. Exactly. So it is can be a bit of a trial and error to get the right format, frequency, content, etc. for your audience. But remember too that you're not going to be everything to everyone. So even if you have done your lead magnet to get miners and, you know, say 30% of them are dropping off after the first couple of emails, 
it just might mean they already got jobs or it's not actually for them. They don't like emails. Whatever it might be, you can't be everything to everyone. Their wife might have been signing or their partner might have been signing up to get information to feed through to someone. Like it might and they don't actually want to hear about yeah, themselves. Get yeah. a keeper situation. So with your regular content, it's really sussing out what you're going to be doing on a regular scale. So with our recruitment one, for example, they might start off by doing a weekly job update. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when people when people signed up to their mark their mining freebie, sorry, they had you know in their email marketing client or email marketing program, sorry, they had um, you know they have it so that they're tagged so that they've got mining so that they're basically that's a cat like you can categorize, categorize interests. It's only called segmenting, so you segment your audience. Yeah. So you go, okay, the people who signed up for the mining one, we're going to be sending a weekly jobs update of the latest mining jobs available. And then to our whole database, we're going to do a monthly educational newsletter. And that will be uh, like overarching tips, like um, how to um, create a really unique resume that truly showcases who you are and makes an employer sit up and notice, you know, as opposed to just here's a generic template, which, you know, as an employee, you see so many resumes and stuff. When someone puts in a bit of effort, it really does make a difference. Stands out. Side tangent. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so they've got that, you know, and that got that regular weekly one going out with the jobs update because that's what they're wanting to do. They wanted to get a job there. But then that monthly one going out to everybody with that sort of educational information. So you're not just saying here's a collection of jobs. You're also helping them improve you know, their resumes, their interview skills, all those kind of things to actually help them get closer to what they want to as well. So you're helping them, you know, first of all, you've given them this free content to help them. Then you're giving them these weekly updates so it's convenient for them. And on top of that, you're also giving them education, like your advice and everything for free just to help, just to give. Yeah. Another thing that you can do as well as, you know, so that's your regular scheduled content that you're doing all the time. Another thing that people do sometimes with, like most often it's with freebies, but you can do it just with a normal sign-on as well, is they might have that when you sign up, you actually go into what's known as an email nurturing sequence. Sounds lovely. So the (laughs) nurturing sequence is basically that when you sign up to, so you get your mining tips Um, And then two days later, an an automatic email will be triggered to send to you saying, hey, what are some challenges that you've found in trying to get a job in the mines? Because you want them to hit reply to you. So that helps you stay out of their spam folders and everything. And then say a week later, so this is on top of the regular scheduled content you're going. A week later, then the next email might come out to them and say, oh, hey, the, you know, if you're looking for a mining job still, here's some courses that you might want to look at that will help you upskill specifically for mining. So Yeah, checking that your medical is up to date, like those kind of things that can prompt you to get that stuff done. So it's basically, as well as the schedule content going out across the board, a nurturing sequence is a set of emails in a sequence that are triggered that go out to that go to each person individually after they sign up as um kind of basically bringing them on the journey of their uh, like of you know how you can help them how you can be of benefit uh etc so it can take um a fair bit of effort to set up that sequence really well because obviously again the frequency content all that kind of thing um can take a fair bit of 
playing around with to get it really nailed down. You don't have to do it though. Again, it's just, it's an option. You might just want to have your regularly scheduled content and that's fine. Um, You might even just want to have a welcome email so that, and this is quite a common one, which we still have to set up for ourselves, which has been on my to-do list for a really, really long time, but a welcome email so that it goes out to that person and asks a couple of, you know, really relevant questions so that they reply. And then when they do reply to you, obviously you're going to reply back. So you're creating conversation, but digitally, this also helps you stay out of their junk mail. Yeah. And that's a good place to put different, different resource links. So you can go, Hey, you've signed up to this, but also make sure you're following us on our social media and you can also find some great tips in our fortnightly podcast head here. So you've got that information there as well. Cause obviously they've shown interest in you. You just want to make sure that they know that you're still there and there's you're other ways you can find them. And that's it. And you just want to prove you're just providing as much value as possible. So this style of marketing is really about proving how valuable you are before going to that sales step. And that doesn't mean that you need to be pro- like you need to prove it consistently, but the the space between them hearing about you, considering you and then purchasing from you doesn't necessarily have to be a long journey. Yeah. It actually might be quite short and then instead of, you know, just building that relationship, you're just maintaining that relationship after there. And so that's why we say it's about nurturing and maintaining your database. Absolutely. And so the third tip, well, the third point for building and utilizing your email database is to actually utilize it. So we have talked about utilizing it in that nurture and maintain aspect. But what we're talking about here is we really want to make sure that you're including opportunities where people can take up buying your products or service. So they're actually doing business with you. So from this recruitment example, now neither of us have actually worked in recruitment. So I'm assuming this is what they do. (laughs) Is that, you know, they, they would potentially have resume finessing services or writing services. So like, you know, you might've provided them with a heap of tips, but if they're not a writer or it's not something they're interested in, or they're just plain out struggling, this is a way that they can actually do business with you. Yes, so it's not just here's some examples of some great resumes. Here's how you can do your own resume. Here's a tip. Like you've provided all this education and insight. P.S. Also tell them that you can do it for them. We will write your resume for you. Yeah. We will help put together, you know, your portfolio and, you know, those kind of things. So it's making sure that they know um, that, yeah, there's a way to – doing air quotes – do business with you Mm. as well as just getting the free information. So – is that and obviously like if you're the recruitment agency um, working with one of our experienced recruitment consultants. So this communication before this point has been you, you're trying to make it quite personalized, but it is you pushing information to them. This next step is about them actually talking to you and, and being involved with you one on one in your business. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we are here. We can help you and work actually with you. It's like any marketing, at the end of the day, we, you know, a lot of us get into business because we do want to help other people. We want to make a difference. We want to make an impact. We want to make a better world. Yeah. So yes, email marketing is a great way to connect with your audience, to give them value, to, you know, give them all these tools and stuff. But PS, we're in business to do business. And that's like social media is exactly the same thing. You're, you're putting the information out there. You're, you are communicating, but... But you're also got a livelihood and potentially staff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you're in business to make money yeah. so that you can then, you know, do more stuff. Precisely. Mm. Yeah. So utilizing that and making sure that, you know, your audience knows, hey, we are here. We, you know, you can give us money for stuff. 
Yeah. And that's the thing though too is like making it as easy as people as easy as possible for people to buy from you. If you have been that source of professional advice and knowledge, you become like someone that they can trust yeah. and they, you know, have enjoyed your content and stuff. Chances are they want to work with you. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like I know in our business sort of thing, like I tend to be more the content creator, communicator type thing. And Lani tends to be more of the, would you like a sale with that? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like fries? (laughs) Um, And, you know, and I, when Alana does it, you know, like we'll do something that's a bit more of a straightforward sales push and it works (laughs) really well. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. This is not just about communicating and they go hand in hand building that relationship with my audience it's it's also about getting business in and um you know if you do one part of it well then the other part of it is (laughs) a lot easier than you might think well yeah you've already gone to all that effort of creating that relationship like Jade said they trust you they feel like they know who your business is what you do how you approach things like you know they're really comfortable so it's just that final push to be like hey we are here come I know it's like when we do workshops man you know what I mean like people are just like please tell me when the next one is on like it's they want to do them and it's like oh yeah that's right you guys probably actually do want to buy from us I'm not pushing it on you you're maybe looking out for it so it's not it's not outside the realm of reality or outside in a training someone wants to work with me a workshop um a session and someone's been asking so many questions to be like we do one-on-one or group training if you want more or your business needs more we can do this just for you (gasps) wow really oh yeah yeah i can do that (laughs) so yeah look it happens all right utilize that (laughs) utilize that email database Okay, so to wrap up, just a quick rundown of some of the major platforms. So I call them email marketing clients, which it can be a bit um, confusing for people, but they're just, it's just like, um, you know, a website or whatever that it's the program that you use. Well, you call them an EDM as well. Yeah, so email, so that's email direct marketing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so EDM, it's just shorthand for email marketing. So the first one that we generally get people into when they're starting out is MailChimp. MailChimp is free for um, its base services up to 2,000 subscribers. So even under 2,000 subscribers, it's got a lot of um, pay-gated functions, etc. But for the basics of what you're trying to do, so um, setting up your email database, creating yeah creating a branded template sending that out regularly that type of thing scheduling they do the scheduling scheduling is not in the free plan anymore the reason we have it is because our account is so old yeah exactly (laughs) i know it's very frustrating setting up people's stuff now but so you can set it up as a draft but then you have to actually go in there and hit send yeah yeah so yeah they are a lot of the free features have turned into paid ones so for example you can only have one free account user now oh. if you so we've got like i don't know 20 people on ours um <laughs> don't brag they can't have it <laughs> basically so if you want more you have to upgrade and everything you know again they are a business so we don't just have to use things for free but they're a good starting one you can segment your audience all that kind of stuff um you can get audience data and insights and everything so you can see not only like when you send things out, you can see when people are opening it, you can see who is opening it, you can see what people are clicking on. So not just like, oh, I've got three different um, links, like products in there linked back to my website. I can see which one was the most popular, but I can also see specifically which people 
clicked on which products sort of thing. So there's a lot of information that you can get. So that's that's one we set people up on generally to get started. One that we're going to be most likely moving towards is ConvertKit. So it's not just an EDM platform. It is a much broader platform as far as sequencing and landing pages and stuff sort of thing. So because we're um, opening our new digital education side of the business, that's, <laughs> that's where we're... Um, you know, growing towards is um, our email marketing becoming a much more robust part of our business. And another two that I haven't used either of them for years, but I still do hear good things about them, uh, Active Campaign and Campaign Monitor. So even if you were to do a Google of the best um, EDM platforms and stuff, those are probably the ones that are going to turn up for you anyway. And it's like anything nothing's better than another one. They all offer different pricing, different features. And so there might be some features that are really important to you that I couldn't give a crap about and vice versa. So it's not sort of like, oh, that person's using that, so that means it's a good one. It's like, no, it's actually a good fit for how they want to do their email marketing. You might be looking for different things. So, you know, it's going, you know, it's like we did a little while ago. We went through, we did our research, checked them all out, had a bit of a play, and, you know, we've pretty much decided on which one we're going to go with sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, and if you're using the free accounts, you can set them up and have a look if you've got time. They've all got trials. Yeah. yeah. Do a test on them, send it to yourself, see what it looks like, how it presents. Mm. If you're not happy with it, move on. I also like doing um, a Google of the platform name and with examples. So oh, I'll say yeah. like MailChimp email examples yeah. or active campaign email examples. So I can then like I do it in Google images. So then I've got like a whole bunch of visuals mm-hmm. for how other people have set up their templates in that platform. That's cool. So I can get a bit of an idea of how customizable or if they all look very much the same, it's like, okay, this is obviously a really templated, it's really, really restricted. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Type of one. So um, yeah, that's that's how I recommend having a review of EBDM platforms. Side note, we totally design email oh, marketing God. templates. <laughs> so if, you know, choosing it is right up your alley, but designing it is not, then that's definitely something we can are help you, with. Are you happy now? I am, I am. <laughs> Look, it's all about utilizing, Jay. <laughs> okay, and last thing worth noting, guys, is when you are looking at these different platforms and making a choice on what suits your business, is to make sure that the EDM allows you to export your mailing list. This should be EDM a EDM platform. Yeah, your EDM platform. <laughs> this should be a standard. I don't see why they wouldn't let you do that, but obviously this is a resource that you're building. You want to be able to export it, sell it when you sell your business, or be able to utilize it in different areas. So as or whether as you you're can, going to be changing to a different platform, different platform or that kind of thing. And it is one of those things, like Lani said, you think that everywhere would just do it. But I'm sure we've all come across in business where we just expected that a particular product or service would do the same thing that everyone else does and then been very disappointed to find out, no, I can't just take my data or I can't just do this thing. Yes. Yeah. If you have to sit there and type out 2,000 email addresses. Copy and paste. Yeah. yeah down the track, that's really going to be frustrating. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one to check. Do not, I cannot push this harder, do not use Outlook as your EDM platform. Or Gmail or, or whatever your no. email client is. Don't use your your everyday email. Yes. The reason behind this is because... <laughs> You can't brand it as pretty as you can in these other things. It's, you know, not going to be laid out as nicely. 
I, I know you've probably tried. We've all been there. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about growth. But spam issues, spam files. Yeah, so when you send out when you send out bulk emails yeah. and then it, it's a higher chance of going to spam, but it's also true that people, if you are sending your email content out that way, that you kind of more chance that people will actually just delete it without opening it. And that if there's enough people doing that sort of thing as well, that behavior, if it's getting marked as spam, then it's just going to automatically go to their spam sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If they, if they're deleting it, automatically go to their spam is what I mean. Absolutely. And there's no insights or data. So you can't see who it actually got delivered to. Unless you want like, you know, a thousand read receipts. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Out of offices every Friday. Yeah. And that's it. You're not going to get those insights. No. So you're not going to see who's, who's opening or who's unsubscribing, you know, how, how that traffic is happening and be able to actually further build it or improve on what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So junk triggers on um, EDM platforms as well. So some emails or platforms will have different triggers and issues around that. So yeah. So for example, like Gmail has different tabs now. Yeah. So if you like, there's certain triggers in your email that it might go to someone's promote. I think it's called promotions tab rather than going into their main inbox and that person might never look in their promotions tab or like Lani said there can be certain triggers that put it into their junk mail and unless you're anally inbox zero like I am a lot of people don't even check their junk mail and so all that hard work you're doing is not getting seen by people it's getting automatically deleted every 30 days yeah I'm not sure what program my husband uses but I know his email gets split up and he's got like an info a focused folder and another folder I'm like why is that even split he would not have thought to do that (laughs) guaranteed he's missing stuff hopefully not from me (laughs) Um, but yeah so that you know your emails do have different filters and are set up different ways so um we're going to pop a link into the uh online on our website for where this podcast will sit for code in wp it's an article about why are my emails going to spam? So there's different problems that you might be having or ways you can fix it. So this article is a bit of a resource about that. Yeah, it's basically just a really sim- like easy to understand. Here's common reasons why things go into to the junk mail and here's how to prevent it yeah. or try and prevent it from going into junk mail. We how to avoid those triggers. Yeah, absolutely. So even though the um, article comes from a website that's predominantly around working in WordPress, it's actually mostly a generic article that could apply to all different email marketing clients because just because you use, say, MailChimp or something, doesn't mean, and like the amount of people that will say, oh, well, now that we've moved from Outlook or whatever to MailChimp, that means we'll never go into junk mail or how do we never go into junk mail? And I'm like, you can't ever not go into junk mail. That's really, (laughs) and so it's it's not even from the platform side of things, it's more likely from the email, like how Gmail does its filters. Like ours is not only are we on Office 365, but we also have WebRoot, which is like, so it has all its own email filters and stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it it really is like, for example, our pay slips go into my junk mail. (laughs) Like it's a pay slip (laughs) from my own accounting program. Oh dear. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is. That's probably because you delete them all without reading them for the last how many years. If I need a pay slip, I know where to find it. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so you can't control people's behavior. You can't guarantee 100% of the time that your emails will go into someone's inbox. But you can 
do certain things to try and make it more likely that it will. Um, but yes, unfortunately, there is only so much, uh, there is a limit to our powers and what we're able to achieve. <laughs> so this is a question for you, Jade. Can the likes of MailChimp actually tell you if emails are going to junk or is it just displayed as like a not opened email? Yes, yeah, just a not opened. Yeah. yeah. So, so if, you, if you've got a low, low opening statistics, this might be something that you would look at revising. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things in general where it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in business where you don't just do it once, get it set up, and then you're like, cool, I set up my email marketing I'm doing it regularly. I never have to worry about that again. Like business is about continual improvement. Yeah. So it might be, you know, when you're, you know, if you've got time that you spend every month doing marketing activities or whatever, one of those things could be, oh, okay, once a year I'm going to review my email marketing, see what I can improve in my template, see if my content's hitting the mark. Hopefully you're doing that more regularly, but just as an over annual review. Yeah. And then, okay, what are the latest ways for staying out of junk mail? What haven't I implemented yet? That kind of thing. Yeah. And if you're doing that nurturing sequence around that step two and maintaining that opening and maintaining that communication with your client, hopefully you're not going to fall into that junk or that spam for at least that first long but there's other behaviors that'll trigger it too so for example it might be some email programs have that if you have free in the headline then you go into their junk mail yeah so some even if you've built up a relationship with somebody you just there's always things to be aware of awesome well i hope you got something insightful from that today good luck utilize building and utilizing your email database go forth and conquer everybody thank you for joining us cheers Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.